to the National Hispanic Media Coalition's podcast, Your Voice, which airs on KHBGLP Radio 101.5 FM. At NHMC, we believe that our communities must have a voice. Our mission is to give the mic back to the people so you have the power to share and stay connected. What better way than to have a talk show where community leaders have the opportunity to take over the mic and share their stories, their journeys, Today's show is about a journey of a long-time friendship between two Latina women who shared a similar desire. They wanted to ensure that their children's generation learned about its Latino heritage and didn't forget about their cultural roots. Ariana Stein is the co-founder, co-author, and CEO of Libros, a Los Angeles-based publisher focused on chic and modern bilingual children's books. She is also the founder and franchiser of a leading national transportation service. Ariana recently was recognized as Entrepreneur of the Year by the National Association of Women's Business Owners. Her business partner and dear friend to NHMC, Patty Rodriguez, is a nationally recognized multifaceted individual. Patty is a senior producer and radio personality for the Ryan Seacrest Show. She's the co-founder and author of the bilingual children's book publisher, Little Libros. Patty is also a founder of Mala by Patty Rodriguez and a mother of two young boys. Welcome to the show, ladies. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you, Brenda, so much for having us. You're welcome. You know, let's start off first. I want to talk about your friendship and being two Latina women and where you grew up. Why don't we start with you, Aniaya? Patty and I uh, grew up in in a little city uh, called Linwood, um, right uh, next to Southgate, uh, neighboring Compton, and uh, that's where we met. We met in junior high when uh, we were in the seventh grade, and yes, uh, okay. we met in in gym class. And and as soon as we we saw each other, we immediately hit it off. Why do you think? I don't have the answer to that question. <laughs> I think, I mean, I want to say that I think we each saw ourselves in each other somehow. And, (laughs) you know, I I felt very comfortable uh, approaching her at the time. And I'm sure... you did approach me. Yeah, I did approach her. (laughs) And I felt very comfortable. And I just said, hey, hi, my name's Ariana. Let's be friends. Yeah. How cute. How old were you? We were 12. That's great. Now, growing (laughs) up in your childhood... Did you feel that you were not reading stories that reflected your character or your family stories? God, most definitely. Um, I think uh, me as a child, I, I always had like this, these dreams of being part of Hollywood and, and being part of this um, creating. The, 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 uh, just, I always was fascinated by that, like by journalism and and writing music and and acting in theater, all those things always fascinated me. But I always felt that those positions did not belong to me. And I think it had a lot to do with the fact that I didn't see myself in any of those of those spaces. Um, especially, I loved reading books, and these books were never there was never characters with you know with people that look like me. As a matter of fact, there was a um, uh, a series called The Babysitter's Club. Yes. Um, that I think a lot of us grew up reading. 
And it was about a high school uh, kid. Not the babies. I'm sorry. I'm saying the wrong one. Sweet Valley High. Sweet Valley High. And I really love that series. Uh, but there's a few books where um, they had a few Latino characters. And one of them, it was a girl named Rose. I remember this clearly. Um, she uh, was living a lie. She was pretending to be someone she was not. And it turns out she was actually Mexican-American. Um, and um, But she was scared to say reveal her identity to her friends because she was afraid that if they were to know that she was Mexican, her friends were not going to like her. So imagine reading those books at that age and you being a, a Latina, you're, you start doubting who you are. And um, do you recall like how old you were when you were reading that book? I was probably eight years old. I used to love those mm-hmm. books. I used to eat, like swallow them. Like if they were pancakes. So mm-hmm. I love reading them. And um, so at that time you read them, but you don't, you can't really, make a, 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 you can really understand it because you're that young. All you can, under, all you can see is like, wait a minute, this is how we're seen. This is so how the outside the, world sees us. So if the character in that book it's a shame. was a shame in hiding her identity and then you being Mexican. And being vulnerable. Would, you, yeah. So you would think, oh, I'm supposed to be hiding my identity. Exactly. Yeah. How about you, Ariana? I think I, I don't recall reading any books that I can relate to. I mean, there was there were always uh, the books that you read in, in at school. And um, I, I never rem- I don't remember seeing any books that I could relate to or that I that I love to read or that I could um, share experiences with. Um, and um, I mean, for me, uh, growing up, drawing was always my passion, and um, and I did love to see illustrations. I loved the art, um, and I I don't remember at the time knowing anyone that I could look up to that was an illustrator. So um, there was a I had an opportunity. I received a scholar a two year scholarship to go to Otis, and I didn't take it because. I didn't know, I I just didn't believe that this could take me to a place that was successful. And then when I went to college, then that's when I found my passion for business, like creating something from nothing. And um, where did you go to college? I went to Kelsey Dominguez. It was something that, it was a place that was close to my current job because uh, at the time, I worked full time, and then I went to school full time. Um, I had oh, to be. You were my... like me. Yeah, yeah, I went to school yeah. full time. I worked full yeah, time. Yeah, I mean that that was the only way that I could. And do Cal, it. Cal State Dominguez is a great school, and they're very diverse. Very, very diverse, yeah. and I was very fortunate to to go there. And Patty, you went on to college. I did a little bit of college. Uh, I went to community college, Cerritos. Uh, the only school I applied to was Cal State LA, and they did not accept me. And the only reason I went to Cerritos College was to appease my mother because my mom did not believe that the career that I was trying to go after, which was in, a, in entertainment, was something sustainable. So that was pretty much the only reason why I went to, I, I enrolled in school just so I wouldn't have to hear the screams from her, <laughs> <laughs> the nagging of like, well, all your friends are at Cal State Dominguez. Why aren't you in school? And I'm like, gosh, because that's not what I want to do. You know, like I had... These other things that I want to do, like I want to be on the radio, I want to be on television, I want to write. Like I want to do all these things, and she's like, "That's not going to take you anywhere." And like, you need you need to be a lawyer or a teacher or a doctor. 
And, and, well, and the what did your dad say? Uh, my dad was just, you know, he just goes with the flow. Just like, whatever you want to do, mija, I'll support you. But my mom was a lot more stricter. She had, you know, very high expectations. And, you know, now looking back, I, I feel like, you know. You appreciate that. I appreciate that. all that. Yes, yeah, of course. Yeah. And how about your upbringing, Ariana? You know, my parents. my parents never pushed me. It's funny because we just recently talked about this, Patty yes. and I, that my parents never pushed me to go to college. It was It was just a decision that I personally made just so that I could feel better about myself. And, and at the time, all of my friends were going and it was just like, well, I'm probably going to have a lot of fun. So why not go? <laughs> <laughs> um, but it wasn't like, oh my God, I, 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 my parents, oh, you have to go to college or you don't go, you know, like Patty's mom. It, it was never like that for me. And I think because I didn't get pushed, that's why I went to college. And she was the one that was pushed and she didn't, you know, it's, yes. it's just, it's, it's crazy <laughs> the way, the way the universe works. But, but I'm sure receiving majoring in business and oh, helps it was what the you're best, doing today. It was the best gift I could have ever received. It was a knowledge that I'm so grateful for. It made me, uh, have confidence in creating things and just going for it and not and just doing it not giving not giving a i know <laughs> we but, understand what you're saying yes. <laughs> and then patty um tell us about okay so your friendship is continuing you went to college and then you're you you got married you're in each other's weddings and now you're going you're going to have you i think patty you said you were pregnant and then this idea came to you tell us about that how little libros came to life i think the idea behind little libros was like this whole just culmination of all these things that i loved and who i was and who i wanted to be i've always been very proud of being latina you know uh, working in radio that's something that I brought to I bring to the show which is my identity and my culture and I'm very proud of being able to bring these voices to our show um and but it, Patty I want to go back a little before okay. you started this company you had already been on a journey trying to submit dual language children's books manuscript to publishers yes but with little success one publisher telling you Latinos do not read to their children. Yes. I mean, how racist is that? Share with us these obstacles that you face. Okay, so uh, being pregnant with my first son uh, and going back to my love for reading, I thought about creating bilingual board books that you can introduce to children at the earliest age. And I wrote the manuscript and I sent that manuscript to a few uh, big key publishers in the country. Um, and a few of them did get back to me and uh, they said that the idea was all over the place. Mm -hmm. So in other words, what they're saying is, I don't understand the subjects or the culture, so I'm going to have to pass on it. And I think that's a big problem uh, in, you know, in, in, in our own country where we're still seen as foreigners. And, it's, and instead of wanting to sit down um, and having a conversation to get to know us, they just decide that it's just not worth the, the time. And I think um, I think that's one of the things that we continue f we fight every day, 
every single day as Latinos in this community just see, wait a minute. Yeah. And you're not we're, foreigners. You're first generation, right? You're both yeah. American, first generations yes. in this country, entrepreneur, amazing, you know, warrior princesses, <laughs> accomplishing all kinds of things here and helping our community. So um, you're not foreigners. We're not, but then that's how, I think that's how we're, some, some people still see us this way. And, and, um, and I think, let me just um, add to that. I think in the publishing world where we are seen as foreigners, because if, if you know the publishing world, it's, it's not a Latino world whatsoever. So go back. And let's sit on that for a little bit. The National Hispanic Media Coalition is a civil rights organization, and we've been fighting the fight for years to, um, for the entertainment industry to mm-hmm. put Latinos not only in front of the camera, behind the camera, to tell our stories. Mm-hmm. And um, it's been a struggle, obviously. And we're, yeah. I, you know, we still are fighting. We're still the fight. struggling. Yeah. So what you're telling me, the same issue exists in the publishing world, in the publishing in- industry. Yeah, because the people that are making the decisions are not people that look like us. Therefore, they mm-hmm. just don't they, they don't understand. I think it's always a lack of understanding, mm-hmm. a lack of um, knowing who we are, and it's our responsibility. Uh, for you know, for me, you and Ariana to change that that the way these these things are happening, and you know, and now I think we're in a position where instead of having to ask for permission to do these things, we're now able to do it ourselves. That is what's great, which uh, incredible, you know what I mean? Like, um, and before, I mean, just five, ten years ago, there was just no way that you can say, okay, you're saying no to me, then let me turn around and do it myself. Like now, it's a lot easier to do. So we have to take advantage of that. Now, how, how did you come to the decision to join forces, the two of you, to create this new company? Um, I remember uh, there was the, a day where I called Patty and um, Patty had already been on that journey. But at the time, I, I didn't really know. And so uh, when we talked on the phone, I, I had a, um, a six-month-old. And I told her, you know, let's let's work on creating something bilingual and, you know, let's do this, let's do that. And, and she said, you know, as a matter of fact, I already have this little project going on. And it's uh, the board books that I that I had. Oh, you know, she had mentioned it before. The board books that um, I told you about a while ago, but it was I mean, it was years ago before I even had my son. So at the time, I, I didn't understand. I didn't I didn't get it until, you know, once you have a baby, then you realize, oh, you want to introduce another language to your child. And you also want to make sure that um, they know your background. Uh, and so we had that conversation and she said, well, why don't you know, why don't we just do this instead? And I said, oh, my God, yes, let's do it. And that same day, we, we began working on it. So becoming mothers was actually the inspiration for yeah. Little Libros. Yes. That's it's wonderful. It's uh, wanting to ensure that the, third gener- the second generation doesn't lose sight of their identity and their culture. Because I think it's really important to be proud of being American, but also be very proud of being Latino in, in their own country. And why do you think that's important? Tell me about what you know about your roots. Where are your parents from? My parents are from, um, my dad's from Sinaloa. You know, he's always been very proud of it. And my, my mother is from Mexicali. And uh, they're both very, very proud of, of their culture. And that makes me proud. And I want to be able to teach that to my child and, and have him learn that he is part of something 
big, you know, I mean, the, the culture is so beautiful. And I mean, everything from the food, the music, it's so rich. And, and I think if, if my son understands where he comes from, I think he will be able to know who he is as he grows older, especially because his father is not Latino. So I have to work a little bit harder. We both, uh, our children, are their, their fathers are not Latinos. And I think we have to work a little bit harder to make sure that they don't, they don't lose our culture. I think as uh, first generation uh, Latinos in this country, we have all like this, this responsibility uh, for our family, uh, our parents being immigrants, um, our parents coming to this country with nothing but their shirts on their backs, our parents leaving their families behind, their friends, like everything they knew, to come to a country where they don't even know the language. That is just strength right there. And, you know, they weren't coming to this country with their hand out for anything. They were not. They came willing to do hard labor work, mm-hmm. which, most, work. Yes. which most Americans do not want to do. Right. And, and I think it's a responsibility that we have to continue that American dream, that journey that they have, they, you know, they hold on to. It will be a disservice to our families if we didn't continue that journey. So you had this dream, this passion, and how did you fund the company? With our moment. With our, uh, our, <laughs> savings, our savings. Our every single penny that we had in our savings. So we, that's how we funded our project. Now, did you have support from your husband's moral support? From our families, I think. Yeah. If we didn't have our families, our, our literally every single member of our families, our, our mothers, our, our dads, our brothers and sisters, if we didn't have that support, Little Libros wouldn't be where it is right now. It literally t- took a village because we're mothers and we were working full time. And, you know, it's not easy to create a company. It's really not easy at all. It was really hard. But, you know, our parents saw what we were doing and they said, you know, how can we help? So your mom changed your point of view then? Oh, now she totally changed it. <laughs> now she's like, es mi hija en la radio. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, yes. Oh, yeah, totally. And I always give like I give her a hard time. Like, remember when you wanted me to be a teacher? And she's like, no, that's not true. <laughs> but, you know, you are teaching, you're teaching yeah. young people. So she, her wish yeah. did come yeah. true. Yeah, you're right. You're that actually right. True. That is true. That's what she always wanted me to be a teacher. So now when you go home, like, mom, I am that. a teacher without the degree. <laughs> I don't have a degree. <laughs> so I, I really can feel the love you have for each other and the way you've supported each other. You're very fortunate. Because you you really seem to have an authentic friendship going. Where do you see your friendship, you know, in another 20 years? I hope we're in an island celebrating (laughs) (laughs) together with our families. Where where do you see (laughs) Little Libros? God, we see it being the, uh, 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 the premier bilingual publishing company in the country. We see it opening doors to other authors and illustrators. Um, being the the pl- uh, the place where our our um, communities can come and share their stories, and we can share those stories to the world and give it to the world. That's at the end of the day, that's what all we want to do. We want to share our stories to the world, and I think stories are a gift. And tell me, how do you create? How do you create the stories? You have a book called Frida, which I just love because I love Frida Kahlo. <laughs> and I love La Catrina because I love Dia de los Muertos, <laughs> my favorite holiday. What, what do you like about Frida? I just love Frida. Well, she stands I think, for, Let right? me tell you, Present. I have a big painting of Frida in my kitchen. 
and it's very colorful. It's turquoise and red. And it really, when I see it every morning, it puts a smile on my face. And I'll tell you why, because Frida was a progressive female. Mm-hmm. Correct. She saw things be- before her time. Right. And it kind of reminded me, listening to your stories, you're kind of like, like her because she tried new things and things that women were not particularly supposed exactly. to get into that field. I mean, she wore pants. She dressed sometimes like a man. Yeah. Well, who's to say that's the way a man should dress or that's the way a woman should dress? Mm-hmm. You know, who's, who decided that you know, we're going to wear pants yeah. and women are supposed to wear dresses? Who decided that? So she was really before her time. I think she's a very creative artist. And I think she just stood up for what she believed in. And she didn't worry about what people thought. Yeah, that's one yeah, big so thing. So I admire that. So that's what I love about Frida. So she's a great example, I think, for young girls to read about. Well, I mean, the 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 story behind these subjects that we uh, we put together in these incredible books is just the fact that there's these stories are not being told and they're not being shared. And um, we need to share these with our children. You know, they're not taught at school. Um, They're not taught who, you know, who the, the history of why we're here and and who were the key players in in years past that, that shaped and shifted who we are now in this country. Um, And I I think this is, has a lot to do with these, you know, why we created these books. Okay, so you come up with the story together. Do you illustrate, Adriana? No, I, I okay. don't. I wish I did. <laughs> you hire an illustrator? Yeah, her yes. name's Itlali. She's incredible. Okay, and then you put up the money to publish the books. Yeah, we do. Okay. So to to hire the illustrator and to be able to print the books and bring them here and get them out. So we, we fund all that. And... Um, the holidays are coming upon us, and these are great gifts for children. Where can we find your books? You can find our books at, at well, on our website, uh, but you can also find them physically at Target, uh, at uh, museums, uh, the Museum of uh, Modern Art in New York, uh, the LACMA Museum in Los Angeles, uh, the Walt Disney concert Disney uh, Hall the Disney Hall uh, just to buy them physically but you can also get them on Amazon online and uh, Barnes and Noble Barnes and Noble okay yes. great and what's your website by the way it's uh, littlelibros.com okay and you have a series of 10 books now can besides the Frida and I talked about La Catrina you have La Loteria and name the other ones so it's Loteria Frida Zapata uh, Guadalupe, Lucha Libre, La Llorona, uh, Cuatemoc, Un Elefante, Celia, and La Catrina. Wow, that's so pretty far, good. Yes. <laughs> so um, I want to talk about your careers because you both have your separate, you're entrepreneurs, you have your own kind of businesses outside of Little Libros. Mm-hmm. So Patty, let's start with you. Um, you ended up being senior producer and co-host of the international syndicated radio show on air with Ryan Seacrest. How did you get to this position? And you've been there, what, 12 years? I've been with Ryan on, on the morning show for 12 years, but on Kiss FM uh, for, I believe, 17 years. I was um, a senior in high school when I had just started interning there at the radio station. 
So I started as an intern and I was an intern all through college. Okay. And that's not too easy. I mean, <laughs> you just get an internship. That's very competitive. How did you get it? I don't know. I think I was placed there by the universe, I'm going to say, because I think it was just meant to be. So tell us about your other company. You have a jewelry company called yeah, Mala. I call that my side hustle. Okay. So Mala, Mala stands by, for what? Uh, Miss, Mischief Amor Los Angeles. Okay. And it's Mala by Patty See, Rodriguez. See, now I'm thinking, I'm thinking <laughs> Mala, que eres Mala. Yeah, well, <laughs> kind of. It's the acronym. And um, I started that a few years ago, like my little side hustle, just a little bit of, you know, again, loving my community, loving who I am, uh, being proud of where I come okay. from. You're saying the little community, but you got some very big, high profile, interesting <laughs> clients. Who are they? <laughs> I've had Miley Cyrus, Rihanna, uh, Demi Lovato, uh, uh, just uh, recently Gina Rodriguez and America Ferrera. Um, so, yeah, they've been very supportive. What's a message? Because we're ending the show. What message do you have for, you know, young women entrepreneurs or Latinos in general? Because you both have very inspiring stories. And I'm glad you're here, you know, telling us your journey, your stories. But what are you going to leave us with? What message? I think um, for me, just believe in yourself. That's that's the for me, that's the thing that always has always got me through the goals that I needed to achieve is, you know, you, you can do it and just believe in yourself and, and don't let anyone tell you otherwise and, and just, just go for it. And if the you know, I always say this, if you get rejected, rejection only makes you stronger. So just keep trying, trying whatever goal, whatever, um, ideas you have, just take the plunge and go for it. And Penny? I have this tattoo. It's a sin miedo that I got in my uh, my early 20s. And I'm the first to admit that I have really low self-esteem. I've always felt that I've not been enough. And I've always felt, you know, the, the imposter syndrome of feeling like I don't belong here. Um, and for many years, it really took a toll on me and my, my life and my career. Um, but then one day, you kind of just, uh, you wake up and you're like, instead of running away from fear, you embrace it. You welcome it in because fear is really just your heart telling you that you need to step out of your comfort zone. And I really believe that we are all here to create. There's a reason why we're all here. I don't think that we're here just by chance. We all have a responsibility as human beings, but sometimes the fear takes the best of us and the fear wins and because we allow it. But instead of seeing fear as something negative, see fear as something positive. Turn that into the feel that you need, the passion that you need to push you through everything. I welcome fear. If I'm scared, it's because I, it's my heart telling me that it, you're going into the right direction. You can take the risk and it's going to be okay. Thank you so much, Patty and Ariana, for sharing your journey with our listeners on Your Voice. Our listeners, thank you for tuning in to the National Hispanic Media Coalition's radio and podcast. You can find us on SoundCloud and streaming live from our website, www.nhmc.org. Our motto is your mic, your voice, your community. If you have a story to tell and want to share your voice, hit us up on NHNC, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Until the next time.